sorry, there's a goal to tell you about at the end of hand. I'm sorry to interrupt you, but talk about smash and grab, talk about daylight robbery. It's just happened in broad daylight at the end of hand, Sue Smith. <laughs> oh, wow. It's two on to lead. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Movie Chef podcast where we make a meal out of movies. I'm your host, Hebs, bringing you a series. The next in our series. We've finally done a series um, of MCU uh, character. I think assassination is the wrong word, isn't it, Cormac? Oh, welcome, executive host Cormac. Welcome. We just jumped right in there, like talk, <laughs> talk, talking about penises again. <laughs> no, no penises. No penises. Okay. okay. You know, right. I got people at work to have a listen of our last episode, and the first thing they hear is, <laughs> what's sign language for King Kong's hairy balls? And I'm sat in the <laughs> office, like, I'm just hearing it go off like a like minefield just all around the office, <laughs> just my voice talking about hairy balls all around the office. I'm like, ah, oh, for fuck's sake, I'm getting sacked. <laughs> How's, uh, we're, we're out of lockdown. Well, you are. Oh, yeah, we are. I am. Uh, you are. We're we're not. We're we're still officially in lockdown. Um. So I think we're going to find out tomorrow when our lockdown ends. But I, I, it's it's on the horizon. You know, it's on the. I can see it. I can touch it. I can fucking lick the sun, Paul. And that's what I'm going to do. I'm going to see everybody. I walk past. They're going to get fucking licked. Big fucking up the face lick. You know, maybe a slap on the ass. Fucking. It's a beautiful day. It's fucking sunny outside. It's brilliant. You, of course, are in the north of Ireland, which has an entirely different... See, the United Kingdom, this country that is all these countries united together to take on the world, all all bound together as one. And I think there's every single country is just going for themselves. We're just we're having different lockdowns, different levels, different lengths of time. Who gives a fuck about Boris what he wants? We're just going to do it ourselves. Fuck him. Yeah. But sooner or later, yeah. we're all go- we're all going to be free, Paul. Sooner or later... We're all going to be free. Well, again, I realise this about myself. <laughs> I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. Right. From sort of September, I've been going to work. I come home from work. No, October, I go to work. I come home from work. I sit in, I watch some films, and I eat my tea and go to bed. And then I go to work. And then I have my weekends off, and I sit on the sofa and do fuck all. Nothing's changed for me. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> I have gone in and out of two lockdowns and my social calendar has not altered one bit. I've maybe not gone to the cinema as much. That's genuinely I, it. That's all I've changed. I have spent a lot more time in gardening centres. That's that's what's changed for me. I spend an exorbitant amount of my week. Once, once I was obviously on furlough, uh, just walking around hardware stores and gardening centres, not specifically even to buy anything. I no. cannot, I can't tell you the amount of times I've walked past a hatchet in a hardware store and went, I could fucking do with a hatchet, you know. Like, a hatchet has so many purposes. <laughs> I could, no. I could chop trees. The, and, the, and the deadly. <laughs> well, we're going to come on to your garden exploits in a minute, but basically, you get if you get to the point where you're that bored that you sat there going. 
I wonder what new hatchets they've got down at the garden centre. <laughs> <laughs> I don't necessarily want one. I just want to go and see what the new range looks like. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, blue. <laughs> <laughs> so you, so you were gardening this week, Cormac. Well, not exactly this week. Um, so last, last week, week I, last week I knew it was my last week on furlough, so I decided that do a bit of gardening. Uh, you know, dig a few bushes up. Paint the fence, you know, sand places, you know, being a man, you know, go, getting out and showing the neighbours, you know, I'm Pretty not just this powder puff game playing guy. I'm I'm a fucking man's man. I can, I'm a guy who can light a fire. Pretty yeah. much a Karate Kid montage then. Basically, yeah, with my top off half the time too, which Rachel told oh. me to put it on because I was going to scare the kids next door. But Please. anyway. Don't give me that <laughs> image. I can't record anyway. with an erection. <laughs> anyway. Late. Anyway, so I was I was painting the fence and I felt a couple of bites. I passed it off as nothing, whatever. So that night I was sitting there and I noticed on my wrist and on the two sides of my right foot, there were little bites. I was like, what the fuck is this? So I have a little magnifying glass. So I looked at it and there was two little prongs in each bite. And I was like, what the fuck is that? So I left it, whatever. A couple of days later, it gets a little bit itchy. And I was like, oh, uh, that doesn't seem right. Then it gets a lot red and it looks like, do you know when Loki puts the scepter on the things and you get that black vein thing in the thing? I was starting to get that. And I was like, you know, this, this is, this is starting to become something. So I took a couple of photographs, sent them to a few doctor friends and said, what the fuck's going on here? Well, you know, one of them, one of them, (laughs) a few doctor friends. I don't even know the number of my own doctors, let alone an assortment of doctors. I would call friends. How many, (laughs) how many doctor friends do you have? I have three. (laughs) Doctors of medicine. Doctors of medicine, one. Because I'll be honest, I know some people who try to pass off engineering as a doctor, and that just no, 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 no. One, one is a um, A and E doctor, um, and he writes papers and stuff like that. He's quite legit. Uh, The other one is broken bones. That's not a real doctor. Yeah, the the other one's a surgeon. (laughs) The other one's a surgeon. Yeah, and the other one's a pediatrician. So kid doctor, but he's in Australia. I thought that was feet. So whatever. So. I not a podiatrist. A peder, peder, yeah, pediatrician, yeah. Yeah. I get yeah. where it comes from now. Hey. <laughs> there there you is. Go. Um, <laughs> yeah. So yeah. So after the redness and the and the black vein, uh, my foot got real big, <laughs> real, real, real big, and I decided on Sunday probably have to do something about this. Um, so went down and what a fantastic NHS. You cannot, you cannot say anything with the NHS. Unbelievable. I will fucking applaud on my doorstep this evening. Yeah, I, I fucking rang them up. I told the doctor over the phone what was wrong. He told me probably had a little spider bite. And I was like, a hundred percent doctor. He said, listen, it was, it was 10 o'clock. He said by 12 o'clock, just before lunch, I'll have everything ready for you. Went down, antibiotics, cream, bada bing, bada boom, bam, done, sorted. Thanks, wow. doctors. And no superpowers. I feel like a dick that I didn't clap now all those months. <laughs> should have done. You should have yeah. done. Yeah. I, f- I feel a dick for voting Tory, but hey. <laughs> oh, I'm oh. joking. I-, I voted green. 
Oh, Paul! Ed, Car- Ed, Car- Ed Carlisle, if you happen to live in the south of Leeds and you're voting in the mayoral election, you know Yorkshire's, West Yorkshire mayoral election. This is, I'm doing the wine list. Here we go. Here's are, the you wine sta- are you starting on a fucking spookbox dialogue? We're going for this, some? right? Oh, God, this go. is the wine list. Do you know who West Yorkshire's um, candidates for the mayor are? Peter Sutcliffe and Mick McCarthy. <laughs> yeah. Am I right? No, you're far from it, to be honest. Uh, Sutcliffe's dead. Um, Peter Sutcliffe's son <laughs> and Mick McCarthy's can- brother. Pat. The candidate for Labour is Tracy Babin. Brabin. Norwell. Formerly of Coronation Street fame. What? Do you not remember her from Coronation Street? Tell me her character name. I don't fucking care about Coronation Street. Hang on. The only one I know is Saran Jones. I think you know the reason why. <laughs> we all know. Oh, fuck. Just Break turn mass, into a massive movies. That's right. <laughs> You've seen Touch of Cloth, haven't you? Yes. <laughs> oh, it's beautiful. Absolutely beautiful. Uh, she was in Coronation Street. Uh, fucking, I don't care. Why am I even looking? She, she was in Corrine. She was in a lot. Was she Janice Battersby? No, 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 no. Um, Trisha Armstrong. Trisha Rams, I don't know, but she was in Coronation Street and she's Labour's candidate for the mayoral election. And that's who's going to win. But yeah. You're going to have a soap actress. But Donald Trump, Donald Trump was the fucking president of the United States, man. Yeah, what went wrong there? Well, that's what I mean. I don't, like, uh, you're, always, you're fucking. I was saying, Tracy Babbitt. No, all I'm saying is the area you live in, Labour have literally put an actress who's turned into an MP as the mayoral candidate. And I don't give a shit what the genitalia looks like. If it was an actor, you know, if it was like Will Miller <laughs> coming along. <laughs> he's got you a know. job now. He, he's actually in Coronation Street now. Is he? Oh, for fuck's sake. Right. But you know, he's a I drug just, dealer. I just hate how the fucking Labour have got in this area. And anyway, but so vote green, Ed Carlisle. Right. This week, this week, we are continuing our series. <laughs> We've tried to. It's been a while. We've been trying to do a series, but we said we'd do it every few months. So, um, second episode of this year was looking at the Iron Man trilogy uh, from the MCU. Robert Downey Jr. Blah blah blah. Um, We were going to do. We're going to do Thor at some point, but then we realised Dark World shit, and we're trying to put off how long it is before we've got to watch Dark World again. So this week, there can only be one. Highlander. (laughs) Yeah, we're talking about Highlander after this. I'm Agent Scott. And I'm Cam, the provocateur. And together we are the Spy Hearts Podcast. Every Tuesday, we decode the best and the worst of spy cinema to decipher if they make the knock list. That's right. The knock list is the need-to-see official classics of the spy genre. The best of the best, so to speak. Nobody does it better. From Born to Bond and Powers to Palmer, you can bet we will cover it. So subscribe now and revel in the audio equivalent of a smooth martini. Just search for SpyHards, that's S-P-Y-H-A-R-D-S, on all major podcast apps. And let's just hope you find us before we find you. So, Captain America, Chris Evans, 2011, um, the MCU was in full flow. Uh, Chris Evans has been cast as Captain America. What was your initial thoughts on this? Because he was quite decisive, divisive when he was first announced as playing 
cap? Um, I think that the first, the first thing that I have with this is it, it seemed very much like a kid's movie. Um, there wasn't a lot of the Marvel as we know now. You know, it wasn't as uh, maybe as satirical or as cocky as what Iron Man was. Um, it wasn't as mystical as what Thor was. Um, he was a weed who was injected with fucking growth hormones, and now he's a tank. You know, that's it's every that's it's every bullied it. kid's wet dream. Yeah, oh, yeah. and you become a super soldier who can kick the bullies by asses. It's a fantastic story. But with him coming into this, I mean, I'd seen him. Um, the stuff I would remember him from is obviously Fantastic Four, where he played Human Torch. And then we'd seen him in things like uh, The Losers and Scott Pilgrim versus the World. And I thought they were gonna, it was going to be a very almost immature performance. I, it was almost, yeah. it was wrong of me to think that, you know, thinking how an actor can be so. Um, um, so different in his diff- in his roles between I mean those films that we just talked about there you know um, but I think I th- but I think the main thing is the, the main thing as well was that he'd already technically been in an MCU so it was kind of you know he was already um, Johnny Storm well yeah it'd been in it'd been in a Marvel comic book film it'd been in a couple yeah. actually up to that point but um, like I said Fantastic Four was was sort of the main the main one that announced it. Now it wasn't part of the MCU. This is was Fox trying to, I mean, there were plans that they were trying to set up their own sort of MCU with Fantastic yeah. Four and Wolverine and all this stuff going on. Um, I don't think his performance was bad in those Fantastic Four films. I think it was quite adequate no, to be honest. I, I listen, I'll be honest with you, you know, when Chris Evans was kind of announced as Captain America, yes, there's that kind of hesitation because he'd been in, a few of those kind of, you know, teenage kind of movies. It was in that um, Not Another Teen movie, which I will still, I will still hold up is, is fucking great. And it is very funny. If you've not seen that, yeah, if you've not seen Not Another Teen movie, it is fucking great. Go watch it. Just forget (laughs) everything. Just go watch it. But I should we do, should we do an episode on the parodies on all those parodies? Yeah, maybe because I, I enjoy a lot of them. I remember seeing um, Scary Movie 3 with you at the cinema. Yeah. We've been, we've been for a curry. And of course, we've been for a curry. We went for a few pints and we went to see Scary Movie 3. And I was absolutely howling at it. And then he watched it again a year later and you're just like, what the fuck is this? That scene, the scene where in Scary Movie 3 where Charlie Sheen's wife dies and then the drunk doctor leans out the window and goes, I think we're going to need a lift home. <laughs> <laughs> I was in fucking bits. I was in absolute bits. But getting back, getting back to Chris. Um, oh yeah, sorry. Chris. I, I actually, I actually enjoyed the Fantastic Four movies. I thought they were yeah. okay. And well, I, know, you know, kids. Yeah, I like yeah. even Doctor Doom. Doctor Doom. I, I actually quite like the character. I, I, as somebody who doesn't read the comics, and I've never pretended to read the comics. I read the stories and the stuff, and I know. I think people's perception of what who Doom should be. Uh, was widely off for what the films delivered, but it's a kid's action film. You know, I think Doom is quite an intense character and there's a lot of layers to him. You can't really do that in a couple of films. But Chris Evans, Human Torch, he was this cocky, you know, cocky playboy, whatever. And uh, when I heard he got announced, I mean, I'd just seen him, like I said, just seen him in The Losers and I thought he was great in that. And he always comes across as, like I said, the jock, the, the, yeah. the cocky... Um, wise cracking playboy, 
um, ladies man you know it, it, this is these and yeah there's a few bits of different stuff that he'd done but coming into fan, uh, Captain America I just thought nah this is this this ain't going to be right this ain't going to be right and I think that's one of the things why I hold First Avenger in such high regard of how much he surprised me yeah yeah I mean the First Avenger I, I still would put it down as one of my least favourite Marvel movies but right. when I say when I say least favourite Marvel movies I still have watched it about five or six times. Okay, we'll come on back to that in a minute. Chris Evans, um, I mean, look, I, I was looking into stuff because we talked for ages about Robert Downey Jr. He'd been to jail and he's an addict and his dad got him onto drugs and he had this big redemption piece and he got, you know, all these jail terms and everything like that. And I'm reading about Chris Evans and it is like... Uh, imitating life he is he, you know I, I couldn't find any dirt on him i know it's ridiculous <laughs> it's <laughs> awful he's such a fucking nice guy the bastard um you know son of a dentist and an actress uh grew up raised in uh, catholic in massachusetts um did musical theater went to lee stragsburg theater of film theater and film institute uh, and then he started getting into films he's done nothing wrong maybe that's the reason because he's fucking good and i bet he's got a big cock too bastard stop coming back he's got a nice house he's got america's ass that's what he does have america he does have america's ass (laughs) ass. so coming back first avenger then you just said it's one of your least favorite why is this because every time i put anything on twitter or talk to anybody first avenger always comes out as one of the lowest ranked of people's mcu films and it's not a bad film so why is it because i love this film but for me I would rank this in terms of enjoyment, and I'm going to get fucking barbs for this. I enjoy watching, or first time watching, I enjoyed First Avenger more than Winter Soldier. No, because I think... No, that did. <laughs> no, 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 I did. No, no, I don't agree with you. I don't agree with you. I don't agree with you. Just the way you say it. No, you're wrong. You're wrong. I would think that you're probably more in the majority. Now, I, won't, I don't agree with the Winter Soldier uh, first uh, Avenger uh, better thing, but I a lot of people still love First Avenger. I feel that it suffers from more than the most because I quite enjoyed the first Thor um, and I really enjoyed the first Iron Man movie. Um, but for me, Winter Soldier suffered from first movie syndrome because there was so much to set up in Winter Soldier because they were trying, they were setting up, you know, main things about Hydra. They were setting up Tony Stark's father. They were setting up the start of Shield. They were setting up basically the Winter Soldier program. They were setting, you know, there was so the Red Skull. They were. We're talking, up, we're talking about First Avenger. Yeah, sorry. Yeah, we're First talking Avenger. First Avenger. Yeah, yeah. It, they were setting up so much, and a lot of it was just story, 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 story. This, that, this, 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 this. Um, and I think that's for me why. Um, I think it's a very dense movie. I don't think that. I think it's dense in in the fact of action and things I got there. Um, Like I said, I'm not saying it's a bit, I would say Winter Soldier is a better film in terms of my enjoyment though. The first Avenger hit some real beats. I mean, it's got the uh, puny bullied kid that comes strong and takes on the bullies, the ultimate bullies punching Nazis in the face. is fantastic. Um, the, the heart of it with the romance and, the, and that initially setting up that, that Peggy and Steve sort of romance that would resonate for the next sort of 15 films is fantastic. But the bit that always killed it for me is Tommy Lee Jones kind of... No! 
I disagree with you. Tommy Lee Jones is the best thing in that movie. No, 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 no. no. Listen to me. Listen, fucking listen to what I'm saying. The 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 thing that get it for me is Tommy Lee Jones in the last uh, scene where Steve's having to take the plane down and he radios into Peggy, you know, and she's like, "Well, you you're gonna have to crash it or something." It's something along those lines. And Tommy Lee Jones just taps the guy next to him on the shoulder and says, "We're leaving," because he he knows what's coming before Peggy does. And I think that moment is fantastic. And Tommy Lee Jones, he, he, while he's the hard-ass sort of general, colonel, captain, whatever he is in the army, I think little moments from him and his experience and his range absolutely pull all the key scenes together. The little one-liner, you know, where he jumps yeah. on the grenade at the camp and he says, well, he's still puny. It's like uh, Tommy Lee Jones, for me, is is sort of almost key to bringing everybody together. Yeah, but he's Tommy Lee Jones is that kind of grit that kind of pulls every movie together. Um, you know the um, the scene with him and Zola, uh, Toby Jones, mm. when they've caught Toby Jones and he puts the dinner in front of him, and then he just starts eating the dinner in front of him and telling them basically this is this is how it's going to work. You know, either either you're going to follow us or we're just going to release on the open channels that you're talking to us anyway. So talk or don't talk, whatever we're gonna we're gonna tell you this anyway. What do you think of Hugo Weaving as Red Skull? I will always love Hugo Weaving. Mm. Doesn't 100%. matter what he's in, doesn't matter what he's in. Doesn't yep. I, I think he's better as a bad guy. Um, but anything anything that Hugo Weaving is in is a positive. The same as Guy Pierce. I fucking love Guy Pierce. You know, obviously off topic a little bit, but yeah. anything with anything that has Guy Pierce in it, I will I will probably watch it. I was the the one disappointment I've got from this film is that it feels like Red Skull is always. I mean, I know we got the payoff in Infinity War, but it always felt like Red Skull was going to be coming back at some point. And because we knew Hugo Weaving had basically said, "I didn't want to. I don't want to do another one. I'm not going to work for Marvel again. I don't. I didn't enjoy the process. Um, so you know, he's not going to be coming back. And yeah. it kind of boils it a little bit because I think he was a great villain. Um, probably, probably the most Google thing about Marvel in my lifetime. I still, I still can't really wrap my head around the Red Skull on, on that planet. I still can't do it. What do you mean? On, on Voromir? Yeah, I still can't wrap my head around it. Why, yeah. is, why, is, why is he on Voromir? Why? Basically, at the end of First Avenger, he sort of grabbed the Cosmic Cube, which was the Tesseract. Yeah. And it transported him off into space somewhere. And now we find out that it's Boromir. But that's not giving me any answers whatsoever, Paul. You're just telling me what happened. You're telling the, me what I knew. The Infinity Stone transferred him, transported him through space, and as punishment for wanting to mess with the Tesseract and use its power, he was cursed to protect the Soul Stone. Who cursed them, though? The stones did. That's very fucking loose terms there. Like you're using witch logic. You're using you're using witchy logic to fucking tell me about these fucking five stones that were created at the start of time. So I'll do a little game. First Avenger, mm-hmm. what percentage on Rotten Tomatoes do you think it got? Oh, uh, sixty-nine. Eighty percent. Okay. 80%. I was surprised by that, to be honest. Um, audience score as a percentage, do you think it's higher or lower than the critics? Oh, it'll be higher. 74%. What? 
yeah. So, uh, so Winter Soldier then. So Cap, we've had uh, the Avengers, uh, Avengers Assemble, depending on which part of the world you live in. And uh, Cap's now sort of trying to find his way in the modern world. So, reverse the question. For me, I don't enjoy this film. I, I think it's a good film, and I think, like I say, I think it's a better, more better, well-made film than First Avenger. But in terms of my enjoyment, I just don't get it. I don't get why people say this is like near the best one in the whole franchise. I I think it's because it's a lot more gritty. Um, it has so much deception, so much deceit in it, and. You know, the story has already been laid for you, basically, on a plate. Um, the I I really enjoy Winter Soldier. Like, I, I, I it is it is probably my most watched Marvel movie. Um, really? I, yeah, I, I, I really, really, really enjoy it. I love that whole kind of uh, relationship between Bucky and, and Steve. Uh, I, I I love the action sequences with um, the Shield agents against Captain America in the in the elevator. Uh, you know I, that that elevator scene for me is one of the best sequences in Marvel. Yeah, the ten the the, the building of the tension it, it's almost iconic now. I mean, there was a uh, an episode was it Community in season five where um, the Dean. I'd, yeah, it was in the middle of some spy aspect. Go and watch Community if you haven't seen Community, and then come back to us. But for me, Winter Soldier, look, it, it, I think it very much took from those sort of seventies espionage, CIA Cold War kind of thrillers. And yeah, I think it's Rob- John, it is just John Lacara. You put it right in the head there. It's John Lacara. It's John Lacara uh, in a movie. And I think Robert Redford was perfect as a yeah. sort of nod to that era. You know, three days of a condor and all them kind of films. He, he, he kind of, you know, he brings that new mix to it. For me, it's just little things. Yes, the elevator seems fantastic, but it's just little things like um, suddenly we've got the the hologram face masks to to get them in front. It's just everything felt a very, you know. Um... I like that. I like that though because it gave. It, it was kind of like the oversight of Shield, which we never really knew. We know that the the rates that Shield has, you know. It, if anybody watches the Agents of Shield, the TV show, they'll know that the reach that Shield has. But within the movies, and, and if you're not watching the the TV show, this was the kind of first movie that showed that Shield was uh, multinational. That they had Shield, you know, headquarters in uh, Australia, and Shield headquarters in England, and Shield headquarters in France. And you know, there was oversight. You know, it wasn't just Nick Fury was in charge. You know, there was somebody above him, and there was multiple people above Robert Redford. Mm. No, I'm, like I said, I'm not. I, I know it sounds like I'm criticizing it, but there was just there's just a lot of it. But I just I think the Samuel Jackson death fake. Out, I'm sick of death fake outs. I really am. <laughs> Fury getting killed <laughs> twice or whatever in the whole set. I'm just I'm sick of death fake outs in Marvel. But um, at first, when I came out with this, I was like bringing Hydra back. You know how how is it so? Of you know how have Hydra managed to infiltrate Shield for so many years when all this stuff's going on around them? How how have them? It, it felt a bit beyond reason. But looking back at it over time, this is a trilogy of Captain America, and the first film is him getting his powers, but also the rise of Hydra. The second one is um, a man out of time, as well as 
uh, an evil organization in time you know they've caught they've kept up with things and caps having to catch up with the, the bad guys now you know they're not sort of be, becoming people together um and then the third one kind of sacks it all off but do you think they got rid of the whole hydra thing too quickly um but i think hydra was there you know throughout the whole thing but they needed to move on from hydra you know because it moved on to to outer world threats because that's that was the whole kind of thing they want they wanted to keep it on Earth as much as long as possible with the Hydra stuff. And then it was Avengers was basically, you know, looking up was what Tony Stark says. You know, we should be looking mm-hmm. up, you know, waiting for the the, the aliens and the, the bad guys coming from there rather than down here. Um, but if anything, you know, as you just said there, the man at a time kind of uh, aspect of the movie. Don't you just wish that the person... And people who writ and made Wonder Woman 1984 had watched this movie to see a proper version of a man out of time. <laughs> yeah. Do you know? Do you know what I mean? Like there yeah. was no ha- there was no half hour sequences of fucking Steve wandering around. You know, right? <laughs> it was just oh, whatever. No, I'm not going to get into it. Trying on uh, trying on different outfits. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Coming in with all the different outfits on every time. What? Um, I mean, he had his list of things he had to look up, and apparently it was different for different countries. Yeah, so, yeah. <laughs> right. So uh, this is United States and Canada. This is in their country. This is this is the list that Cap had to catch up with. I love Lucy, the moon landing, Berlin Wall, up and down, Steve Jobs, Disco, Typhoon, Star Wars crossed out with Star Trek, Nirvana co- co- in brackets band, Rocky, Rocky 2 question mark, and Trouble Man. The UK had Sherlock. <laughs> The Moon Landing, The Beatles, The World Cup Final 1966, Sean Connery, Typhoon, somebody loves the Typhoon, Star Wars, Star Trek, Nirvana, blah, blah, blah. Um, South Korea had Dance Dance Revolution, Jisung Park, Old Boy, the 2002 World Cup. <laughs> Jisung uh, Park? The Manchester United Park, player? <laughs> the Manchester United player. 2002 World Cup, Disco, Typhoon, etc. Spain, Rafa Nadal. Wow. Don't. <laughs> Chupa Chups. Chupa Chups. The lollipops? Yeah, the lollipops. The 1978 Constitution, Camilo Jose Sella, uh, and all the rest, and all the, the, the ones that were mentioned. Latin America. <laughs> I've, 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 this is the first time I've read this far down. Latin America. This is what, if you were watching this in Latin America, this is what Steve should have checked up on. Drug the Chilean miners, no, the Chilean Miners Rescue. Okay. Maradona's Hand of God, Shakira, <laughs> Nerivella, the first Mexican astronaut, Octavio Paz, um, Italy had uh, the World Cup, uh, Vasco Rossi, uh, the Berlin Wall up and down, R- Roberto Benini. <laughs> <laughs> Watch his Oscar winning fucking jumping over the seats. <laughs> imagine that. Imagine um, where Sam comes up to him and goes, hey. <laughs> is that your list? Check out Roberto Benini. <laughs> <laughs> Australia, ACDC, Space Travel. They went to a lot of Steve Irwin. If you're in Australia, you had to check out Steve Irwin. <laughs> can, I also point, can I also point out something? That in the English one, Sir Arthur Conan Doyle wrote Sherlock like in the late 1800s, early 1900s. <laughs> I think he would probably know Sherlock. Well, it was from uh, Falcon and Winter Soldier, which we're going to do an episode on once we've uh, both actually managed to catch up with all the episodes. The 
there is a line in that, and I think it's from the second episode, where he talks about wizards and uh, he mentions Gandalf. And Sam says to him, "How do you know about Gandalf?" And uh, Buck is like, "I've read The Hobbit." He goes. 1938 when it first came out and a lot of people have been very quick to mention that the only copy book he would have been able to read in 1938 was like a limited edition 45 print of the hobbit and they're all why, saying like, why do people have to be such fucking assholes like us <laughs> yeah like us dicks um last one germany in fact, oh, no, Jesus. <laughs> right hold on right right how many is there how many is there well uh there's four right. different to Let's... all the other ones that we've said. So okay. what four things do you think that it should have, and two of them have been said before, what okay. four things do you think the sh- uh, German Steve should check out? 100% Berlin Wall. Yep, up and down. <laughs> up and down. Uh, Hitler? No, he checked okay. him out. He punched him in the oh, face. Oh, yeah, Hitler's he right. Knew, yeah, yeah, he knew sorry, about yeah. Hitler. Uh, Kraftwerk? Nope. But Daft Punk do show up in Daft Punk do show up in the French list. Okay, okay. Uh, um, the Autobahn, the Autobahn. No, one's the one's the um, moon landing. So two typically German things. Lederhosen, Lederhosen, Oktoberfest. Oktoberfest is a one that Steve should check out, and curry versed, curried sausage. Uh, I was going to say yodeling, but then I remembered that was Switzerland. <laughs> But yeah, uh, I can't believe how much effort they went to of just changing a list to 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 write down things. But but look look, it was um, look, it is a great film. Don't get me wrong, it is a fantastic film, and it is very well made, and it is a lot of fun. I just don't get. I think there's probably another ten Marvel films that I have a lot more fun watching. Okay, um, no, I would disagree. I would, mm-hmm. I would, I would. <laughs> Once again, you're wrong. Um, so there you go. <laughs> You're wrong, and let me tell you why. Um, okay, Rotten Tomatoes, what percentage do you think the critics have given this? Oh, Winter Soldier, I'll go higher. I'll go 87. 90%. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Audience score, higher or lower? Higher. 92. Yeah. And we come on to Avengers 2.5. <laughs> Captain not, America. The not, the not trilogy that is a trilogy trilogy the not trilogy you refuse to admit that this is part of the captain america's trilogy do you because i just don't believe it's a trilogy it's not you know it's not it's not a trilogy if the person you know it's not a trilogy he's not he's barely he's he's in the movie for what 50 minutes it's It's more of an iron man movie it's more of an iron man movie um, yeah, I must admit, it's it's more of an Iron Man movie than uh, than than it is a Captain America film. But his name's ahead of it, so yeah, that he got the final. He got the final look into the camera. He got the final moment. Yeah, he got the final moment. But I don't know. It just it, 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 regardless, it's a fantastic movie. You know, it's po- like it's pointless arguing if it's a fucking Iron Man or a Captain America movie. It's a great fucking movie. Yeah. You know, yeah. it, it it leads Captain America, uh, Civil War is the movie that makes the rest of the movies later on down the line. You know, it is the it is ground zero for, for everything that happens after. Yeah, I must say, I think Age of Ultron almost, I think it just went, you know, they got rid of the Hydra stuff, they had Ultron, they brought Vision in, they were throwing a lot of characters in there. And I think this was an opportunity just to not do the Thanos stuff, not do the... 
the Hydra stuff that could just do their own self-contained film, you know, one half of the team against the others. I think it it was an, a fascinating concept. Have you read the comic book of Civil War? Yes. Okay. No, it's been a while. It's been a while. Yeah, it looks huge. I mean, I've when I've gone on to read, you know, try even read the stories of them. There's 25 other comics running at the same time. It was it was a sort of it was an epic event, wasn't it? It wasn't just you pick up the Civil War comic. You would pick up Fantastic Four and read what's going on with them in the Civil War, wouldn't you? It's yeah. a huge, huge you event. Can, you can't, you can't stick, you can't stick to to the the just the Captain America stuff and and the Iron Man and whatever uh, parts of it. Like, and it it tells like its own you know succinct story. Um, I I downloaded that Marvel Ultimate. Um, and, and I read it on that. I would encourage anybody just to use up the free trial. <laughs> they give you 30 days for free. Just fucking really? use that up. Yeah, they give you 30 days free. Read as much as you read as much as humanly fucking possible. Read everything. Like do what I did. You read Planet Hulk, read the fucking Civil War, uh, you know, and then go back and see if there's anything that's big. I read the first few uh ghost writers and I read the first few uh Doctor Doctor Strange's and the first few uh, Fantastic Fours. Is it literally like every single comic they've ever done? Every well, within reason. Within, yeah, within reason. reason. Yeah, yeah. yeah, within reason, yeah. But it's it's literally up until I think it's there's a two-year limit. So I think that you'll only see comics up for up 2018, 2019 if you're getting it now. Um, oh, right. but, but like it is it is immense the amount of stuff that's in it. And all the Star Wars uh, stuff is in it now as well. I mean when I was um, when I speak to fans and comic book fans especially, and I say, "Look, how do I get into reading comics? Where the hell do I start?" It's tough, um, very tough. Yeah. And DC fans all say, "Start at the beginning of New Fifty Two. As soon as New Fifty Two comes in, start there." Mm-hmm. And then other people tell me not to. And then other people say, "Read from Earth Unbound or whatever." And then Marvel is just. I ain't got a clue. Say Spider Man, like you've said before about one of your pals who would come back with like five different Spider Man. Oh yeah, oh yeah. That Adam, Adam, yeah. He would literally come in on a Thursday and he would have four separate Spider Man comics all out on the same day, all kind of in the same multiverse, and it's like it's mind boggling. And he sat down and tried to explain like the Spider Man timeline to me, comic book wise. And even he was getting confused and he was an avid reader. Like he was somebody who actually fucking took the time to sit and go through these comic books and fucking dissected them and fucking, you know, and healed them and fucking ate and loved them. And even he got confused of it. Um, the, the one thing that I would say to anybody who's starting off with, with comics and kind of find lost in comics is just wing it. Do, do what I did, you know, just go on to fucking eBay and buy a whole pile of fucking graphic novels really cheap and just see what one feels right. You know, just don't, don't, don't go down the route of, oh, I need to know where to start. Just fucking choose one. Choose, com- like, you can go onto eBay and you can choose lots of comic books for like 20 quid. I bought several over the, over the last lockdown and I got comics, you know, Lobo comics and I got fucking Justice League ones and I got Batman ones and I got Lantern ones and just a whole myriad of different piles of crap. And there's ones, there's ones in there that I wouldn't read again, but there's others that I do will choose to, to read on. I I bought when I God this was back in 2014 15 something like that 16 maybe I I went to um, Forbidden Planet and bought like four graphic novels I thought right I'm gonna get into them uh, one of the ones was an Incredible Hulk story um, where he'd been separated from Banner 
and it was going across this across the world and there were like mutant dogs who were fighting or incredibly intelligent dogs and there was some under sea under the sea creatures and and there was all sorts of shit going on i didn't have a fucking clue um and i got killing joke because it's always okay. you know, read killing joke yeah and i got sat down to it and i and i rolled myself a cigarette and i just got ready to have a great night reading killing joke <laughs> 45 <laughs> minutes later, 45 minutes later, I'm texting you going, 15 fucking quid for that. <laughs> I, I was gutted. I was expecting an epic. And it's literally... But you, like, yeah. Right. But you have to understand that that kind of shift, killing joke, uh, death in the family, year one, dark night, um, they were all turning points for, for Batman. Batman was always dark, but this is when they turned real dark. You know, killing jokes, like fucking Barbara Gordon gets ripped, for God's yeah, sake. Yeah, ripped and... You know, yeah, paralyzed. Yeah, paralyzed. You know, that's, yeah. that's the right term for it. <laughs> yeah, so I mean, so that that's a pretty fucking dark, you know, in Death in the Family, you know, Robin dies. You know, mm. there, there are some really, really dark stuff. But what I would say is for anybody who's looking, again, anybody's looking comics, just go on to eBay, buy a couple of graphic novels for dirt cheap. And then I can't wait to go in the Forbidden Planet in Belfast. I'm just telling you that right now. They're going to, I'm going to touch everything. <laughs> okay. So what do you think of Tom Holland then as Spider-Man? Because this obviously introduced Spider-Man into MCU. I think it was a bit of an anticlimax personally. It, it felt like a great moment, but we'd seen the trailers and we knew it would come in. And yeah. Imagine if we're all sat in cinema and, you know, he goes, we've got a guy, you know, Tony, who are you going to bring to the party or whatever? Oh, I, I know somebody. And then it comes up Queens, you know, and you see yeah. young Pete Parker walking down the street. Crowds would have gone nuts. Absolutely yeah. nuts. But what, again, I go back to this. Did they need to use Spider-Man in the promotion of this film? No. To increase ticket sales. No, not not in any way, shape, or form. I agree with you. I agree with you completely. I mean, I I actually quite like Tom Holland. Um, I now I will say this: the first two, the Sam Raimi Spider Mans, the first two Sam Raimi Spider Mans, when they came out, bar the pro American guff that happened that they reshot because of of nine eleven, um, everything else in those movies I loved. I, I love the, the second Spider-Man, uh, you know, probably a lot more than some of the other movies that are actually in the new MCU. Um, so I was kind of hesitant uh, as to what Tom Holland was going to give. And I think he probably gives the most honest representation of Peter Parker through all the other movies. I think he gives yeah. the most honest one. He gives the, 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 the portrayal of Peter Parker that I had in my head. Yeah, for me, Peter Parker is a geeky teenage boy, um, you know, unlucky in love, bullied at school. Uh, it's always the case, isn't it? And he gets these powers and, he, and he's learning to become a man whilst becoming a, a superhero. And then um, he fucked Zendaya. <laughs> well, yeah. And for me, Tobey Maguire was like a 30-year-old man at high school. Yeah. <laughs> It was, he was, Dicap- he was DiCaprio's friend. <laughs> yeah, we said that he was DiCaprio's friend. But we said this before. We said this before in uh, when we did the Marvel, um, the Marvel movie menu. Um, there's a moment on Spider-Man Two where he pulls off the mask, and the guy goes, "He's just a kid." And it's like, "No, 
He's 30 fucking years old. Look at him. <laughs> he's got stubble. He is not just a kid. But Tom Holland is a kid. I know he's 20 odd years old, but he looks like a kid and he acts like a kid. And I just, I, I bought into it a lot more. But this film that had paid like Robert Downey Jr., 50 million, 40 million just to take part. And he yeah. also got a percentage of all the box office takings that this made over Winter Soldier. So he say, totally, he totally Jack Nicholson. He Jack Nicholson this shit out of this. So basically, Robert Downey Jr. was getting, you know, 20, 30 million, whatever it was. And then if Winter Soldier took a billion and this took uh, two billion, Robert Downey Jr. would have got a percentage of a billion because that increase is what he's worth because yeah, it's true though. Coming Cap's film. It is absolutely true. And again, I just, I, I think if the, just some studios just show a little bit more restraint, you can, you know, having that moment where you can say to people, I'm not going to tell you who turns up, but go and see it. That would generally... You can't can't do that, though. You can't... With a movie... With a movie that... In a movie industry that relies on the first weekend, you can't do that. Mm, That's, that's, That's the problem that you have with it. Now, with TV shows and stuff like that there, yes, they can do it because they're not relying on revenue of people walking through the door. You know, people already have Netflix. People already have fucking HBO Max. You know, people already have Prime. Yes, they'll get an uptick of people like going in if, if shows start 100%. But when you live in an industry where people walk through the door to see things, you know, no one no one is going to go go and see the movie and then people are going to come out and go, fucking Spider-Man's in it, go see it. Ah, we forgot Spider-Man's in it. Oh, no, that's not going to happen. Not in this world. Like, So whose side were you on then? Oh, fucking Tony. Really? Oh, yeah, I was a Stark man, 100%, yeah. I was a Cap man at first. And you know, after watching it once or twice, I'm not talking about the end scene, the end battle. No, I'm talking about the whole thing. I'm, yeah, who's, yeah, whose side of the, of the, the accord am I on? I'm, I'm on fucking Tony's side. I, yeah. I 100% agree with Tony. I, I was team Cap for until I sort of saw the film again. And then I'm just like, I'm fully behind Tony here. Absolutely, 100%. You cannot have superpowered people flying around the earth deciding which battles they get into and which they don't. You have to have other. And I was like, I'm fully on board with it. I'm like, yeah, absolutely, fucking 100%. And he's he's portrayed as the bad guy almost in this. Yeah, he, but, the, but okay. my my, th- my thing as well, my thing as well is that it wasn't just superheroes flying around trying to save people. It was super superheroes or people with super mechanical stuff were actually doing military operations. Yeah. Or their own military operations. And it's kind of like, well, yeah, you, you kind of have to know where, what the fuck these people are doing. No, I don't I don't blame people. Like, obviously, at the start, where we, uh, Wanda, you know, obviously sends the, the stuff up. Well, it, it's irrespective of what was going to happen. Yes, people got killed up in that building, but people were going to get killed in the ground as well. So, you know... It's six of one, half a dozen of the other. <laughs> well, I suppose it is. I suppose, I th- yeah, I agree with you there. But uh, the other argument is, would that have happened if the Avengers had been there? But then again, Rumlow would have stolen whatever it is he wanted and made of his escape. So I don't know. But I was, fir- like I said, I was firmly on Cap's side um, until, like I said, I started watching it a couple of times. Got a little bit older as well, you know, a bit less rebellious. And you're kind of like, you know what? <laughs> I think you might need to cut cut yourselves a little bit just calm yourselves down um all right so percentage rotten tomatoes what do you think this got 
Civil War, probably. I'll go 93. 90. Same as Winter Soldier. Oh, okay. Audience score? Uh, higher. 95. 89. No slightly, way. Slightly lower, yeah. Yeah. But um I would have th- I would have thought that Civil War would have been more popular with people than what Winter Soldier was. What do you think is the lowest ranked uh, MCU film on Rotten Tomatoes? Thor Dark World. You reckon? Either Thor Dark World or Ultron. Really? You got okay. Thor the Dark World, 66%. Mm-hmm. Incredible Hulk 67, Iron Man 2 72, and then Ultron 75. Okay. Best reviewed? Best, oh, it'll be Infinity War. Uh, Black Panther 96. Oh, really? I thought Infinity War would have been higher than Black Panther. Endgame 94, Iron Man 94, Ragnarok 93, Homecoming 92. Assemble 91, Civil War 90. I'm going right down here. Where, where's Infinity War? I can't be on here. Infinity War, 85%. Infinity War. Infinity War is better than four of those movies, including I, Endgame. I'd, I would say it's top three. Yeah. Incl- yes, I would say it's better than Endgame. But we're, we're yeah. gonna. <laughs> I don't want to spoil anything, but <laughs> come November, <laughs> we're going to have one. <laughs> <laughs> Cormac, with lockdown easing, all the shops are opening um, in the centre of town. Shops, 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 shops! So tell me, where where do you like to park? (laughs) (laughs) Well, sir, I I park in Victoria Square in Belfast. Well, funny you should mention that. No, uh, I just wanted everybody to know about an offer that uh, Q Park Car Parks have gotten at the moment. If you're not aware of Q Park Car Parks, and if you live in America, please just skip forward 30 seconds. (laughs) We'll come on to you (laughs) next week. Don't worry. But um, (laughs) half of our listeners, Q Park Car Parks are a car parking company that have uh, key locations all over major towns and cities around the United Kingdom, including Belfast, Belfast. Northern Ireland. The north of Ireland. They offer safe and secure car parking with a range of convenient services for their customers, including free umbrella loan, buggy hire, and shoeshine machine. You, Did you know that? Like, like buggy hire, like people dance with you? No, a buggy. B-U-G-G. Um, anyway, so... Basically, they wrote, uh, their car parks are opening up again for everybody who's wanting to come back into city centres and to promote this newfound freedom that we have in the United Kingdom. Uh, they are offering all of their car park customers 25% discount on their stays when they pre-book on the website. All you need to do is go to q-park.co.uk. So that's q-park.co.uk. Pre-book your car parking and uh, use the promo code April 25 to save 25%. So if you're going to be going to uh, have a day out or go to do some shopping in April, use QPark, promo code April 25. Trailers then. We watched a couple of trailers this week. We watched, well, first of all, Cruella. Cruella. (laughs) Why did I have to watch the same trailer again, but this time with Emma Thompson? Cruella's a villain. Awesome. Seriously, no, seriously, no. Why the fuck did I have to watch this trailer again? 
I, I've got no idea. It's another trailer that's come out. I'm, I'm, I am, I just do not care about this film. It does not look interesting at all. Why do I want to see a film about a prequel of a dog murderer? I am so nonplussed by this trailer. Do you know? You know, there are we we watch so many other shit trailers. Do you know what I mean? Oh, we've watched so we've we've watched so much crap. This is this is definitely in the bottom two for me. Like I have absolutely zero interest in knowing what the fuck Cruella Deville did. It's like it's 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 the devil wore Prada Batman. That's 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 it. It's, yeah, it, 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 it's infuriating. So who do you think they're going to do next? Disney are doing these live action prequels oh. now. They're just absolutely draining every last drop of milk from this fucking cow. But I reckon we're going to have uh, Jafar, young Jafar. Yeah. Yeah, learning to become to a me, sorcerer. To me, Captain Hooks, me. Me, yeah, With just fucking me. fucking Jack Sparrow. A hook, have we had a hook? And of course he has to get his hand bitten off and he has to piss off some... You know what? You know, I don't want to see I don't want to see another fucking Peter Pan movie. Fuck Peter Pan. Fuck fucking your man Barry and fuck everybody who's ever been in a fucking Peter Pan movie. Apart from Bob Hoskins. And we haven't talked about um, Zack Snyder for... 10 days <laughs> wow <laughs> one episode i think wow um he has got army paul paul can Hello. i shock you can i shock you put it away <laughs> i can't this another- i can't i can't fucking wait to see this movie <laughs> uh, yeah this is army of dead and i've got to admit i i turn this on and i'm like oh fucking typical snyder oh typical here we go fucking yes, yes but a- i understand yeah but, using but, a contemporary song in a modern trailer <laughs> and slowing it down. Oh, my God. I had the same feeling, right? It was yeah. like, oh, here we go. Typical. And then I remembered. I was like, oh, how long? Zack Snyder knows how to make action movies. Yeah, that's what I started thinking. I'm like, and I was like this could oh. just be two hours of people shooting zombies in inventive yeah, ways. And I'm like, that's exactly what I thought. And then I saw a guy with a fucking circular sword. I was like, yeah. And, yeah, then, I, this is, and then I saw a zombie. And then I saw a zombie tiger, and can I just say, rock fucking hard. Oh, well, <laughs> I'm like, I was, zombie I tiger. <laughs> Get it. Okay. I, I thought you were going to start talking about the fact that the, the zombie had her boobies out. And I was like, oh. I didn't even notice the zombie with the boobies out, but I shouldn't be watching yeah. it again. Um, no, I'm looking. Yeah, I'll watch this. I'm going to watch 100%. this. 100, 110% it's going to be watched forget everything we've said about him Zach come on in my friend <laughs> but listen <laughs> listen listen we've always we've always said the same thing Zack Snyder knows how to make action sequences he does <laughs> They're, every movie that he's made has fucking exceptional action sequences it's where the story that's where the whole fucking thing falls down and listen if he can't get a heist movie right, if he can't get the story of a heist movie right, he may as well just give the fuck up. He he made 300. And look, when you look back at that, 300 is just... 300 boys minutes of story. In, in, between, in between clips. That's it. Yeah. Men walking around, talking Greek to each other, and then a shitload of cool action. And then yeah. the stuff that I've enjoyed of his, 300, um, Watchmen, it's based on existing properties. It's a story written. All he has to do is write the script for a story that's there and the characters that are already molded. As soon as he starts fucking around with... Anyway, let's not go there. Um, Ghostbusters, this pissed me off. Eh? There was like oh. a little 
There was a mini uh, clip of Ghostbusters Afterlife released uh, with Paul Rudd um, finding some marshmallows in a cupboard. And these marshmallows turned into little Stave Puff marshmallow men because they were in the first film. And instead of one giant one, we've got 50 mini marshmallow men. And I, 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 I'm, I'm not. I'm gonna, I'm, I'm gonna ask, I'm gonna ask you a question, right? Have you ever seen the Goosebumps movie with Zach Black or Jack Black? Yes, once. Right. No, I will say I quite enjoy that movie. I think if, if for a kids movie, I quite enjoy that movie. It's a good yeah. kids movie. I get the feeling that this is going to be a bad version of a Goosebumps movie. And that's not a massive draw for me. The thing that worried me was these reminded me of little minions, you know, from the Despicable yeah. Me films. This yeah. is going to be Ghostbusters minions. They're going to be, these Stay Puff Marshmallow men are going to be talking cute and they're going to show up all over the place and get into hijinks and, uh, and it's, uh, I don't know. I don't know. But it, do, you, do you remember, do you remember in that Goosebumps movie? The scene with the gnomes? No. Okay. That there film is a near, absolutely to me. That's there, is an, uh, there is a near identical scene in really? Goosebumps where they go into a house and they like all these gnomes, tiny wee gnomes are attacking them and then they break them all up and then they turn into smaller gnomes. Yeah. It's like think of think of uh, Army of Darkness. Mm. Okay. Where that happens. Yeah. See. I've read something where people are saying they're making Ghostbusters for a new generation, but the first Ghostbusters wasn't made for kids. No, it wasn't. It was a grown-ups film. I think it was fifteen. They ever had fifteen. It was a fifteen language and the violence and and the horror. It was a grown-ups film, Uh, and this just looks like I don't know. I don't know. But it's a it's it's a film. I think the, the first Ghostbusters. It's. It, it, it's iconic. I know Ghostbusters is iconic with kids because my kids have watched Ghostbusters and my kids fucking love Ghostbusters. It scares the shit out of my son still to this day. He's nearly twelve and it still scares the shit out of him. And is like, that when he's is that when he's watching Ghostbusters too and he's just terrified and look at you and go, Dad, how could they make this shit? <laughs> no, he actually likes Ghostbusters too. But I, but my daughter, my Evil. daughter watched watched Ghostbusters for the first time about four months ago and we had to kind of turn it off because she mm. was getting fucking terrified of it but i can i can i can see the love of ghostbusters in my son and mm. i don't i don't think this movie is going to encapsulate anything like the original ghostbusters did for me or my brother we were around the same age this looks like it's gonna be, i don't know what it looks like the first trailer looked mysterious it had that casper vibe to it well oh shit now i'm just thinking that it's that house in the middle of nowhere farmyard somebody's died going to clean up his stuff so i'm guessing spengler's died and they're going to go to his house and sort his house out but i've just said there it's got the casper vibe and them stay puffed marshmallow man it's children's comedy it's not grown-up comedy yeah it's not an adult ghost story with comedy in it this this is a kid's ghost story and i'm worried um let's talk about things that don't worry me Indiana Jones 5. <laughs> oh! <laughs> can, I say, can I say something, right? Um, Phoebe Waller-Bridges, is this her name? Phoebe Waller-Bridge has been announced as uh, the co-star of Indiana Jones 5 uh, alongside uh, Harrison Ford. She is uh, the writer and star of Fleabag. Uh, had two series, one 
umpteen awards. Um, and it's due to be directed by Logan director James Mangold. Go. Now, there is a, a, a singer-songwriter called Phoebe Bridges, and she was recently on, I think it was Saturday Night Live, and she smashed a guitar. I don't know who the fuck she is. I've never heard a song. But think of my confusion when they say that Phoebe Bridges, and I'm thinking, why is the girl from Fleabag playing a guitar on Saturday Night Live and smashing it? I don't, I don't understand. Then I realised that there are two people, there's Phoebe Bridges yeah. and Phoebe Waller-Bridges, and I'm like, ah, there we go. So Phoebe Waller-Bridge has, um, obviously she's got a talent. Now, I've never seen Fleabag. Um, I, I have. It, is that any good? Very good. Yeah? Very good. It, it, I mean, um, she's but she's she's it, Paul. She if 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 you were describe somebody at the minute currently who is it, she is yeah. it. People yeah. want to work. People want to work with her. Yes. Okay. She actually did the voice of L three thirty seven in Solo. Yeah. I can't remember that because I've only seen it once. But what I'm trying to get to is she's a, a very modern female voice. So I think they're definitely trying to make a statement with this to to cast a woman of um, a particular voice of a writing in an Indiana Jones movie. I think it's for me, it's either going to be because Indiana Jones, is, the, the films have never done well with female characters have there all the yeah. way back to the first film when we find out that Indy used to be banging her. At, uh, was it Karen? F- 15 F- years old. Yeah. And maybe I'm, I'm, upon reading this i thought that is a almost a brave choice it's more like it's a grown-up piece of casting it's not just casting denise richards in the world is not enough in a james bond film you know this is actually a grown-up piece of casting it's obviously going to be a more mature rounded character um the other part of me is there thinking is this them setting up for a spin-off harrison <laughs> Ford is ready now is do you, can you see her as an actor i don't know her from much can you see her as a a whip cracking action star do you think this is what they're getting going for but we don't know what she's going to be is is she go is she's not it's not going to say protagonist you know Kate Blanchett was the the bad guy or bad person in uh, King of the Crystal Skull she could be the bad person you know she could be I don't know she could be his daughter she could be be the bad guy you're absolutely right she she could be married to Salabuff is he allowed is he allowed going to be allowed to be in movies anymore is he fuck fuck him we're not talking about him Jesus. If I had ball. the energy, I'd edit that, edit that name out. Jesus. Right. Well, he's a dick. Come on. Um, he was good at Transformers! No, he wasn't. Um, and what else are we going to say? So so the last one was sort of, what, 1950s? Mm-hmm. And that was about 15 years ago. So this is heading towards... Late... King of the Crystal Skull 15 years ago? It was about 2005, 2007, something like that it came out. Shut up. Really? Genuine word. Why is Harrison Ford not dead? Well, he's tried tried a couple of times. He's thrown thrown his plane down on a golf course and stuff. 2008, 13 years ago, but still. Still? Oh, well, good shot. I I generally would have said, like, 2013. Yeah, no, it was CGI gophers and everything. Um. I think James Mangold's a shout. I enjoy Logan. Again, I don't enjoy it as much as other people say. I think it's... Yeah, I'm the same. Uh, the Wolverine. I really don't get that. I don't get yeah. the love for the Wolverine at all. But 
whatever. Um, so it's going to be set. I reckon it's going to be set about. It's going to be sixty nine. It's going to be something to do with going to space, isn't it? Moonraker. It's going to be Indiana Jones in Moonraker. Yeah, fucking about time. We we need it. We need to have another James Bond like Roger Moore. We need to have Indiana Jones as a Roger Moore contemporary uh, for the Indiana Jones world. Fantastic idea, Paul. Why aren't you writing this movie? Speaking of space, Paramount have announced there's a new Star Trek film coming. Lethal. 2023. Why not? So. I hope that I hope they stick. I hope they stick to the same cast. I don't think they will. No. Um, I think they'll probably go different than JJ's vision. Um, I, you know me, I I really enjoy Star Trek. Um, I, I hope. I hope they, they stick more to the discover kind of aspect of it now rather than the you know individual storylines. But yeah, no, I'm there. I'm here. Well, JJ's making Superman over at Warner, so he won't be uh, he won't be doing it. He won't be involved. I don't think. Um, there were talk of Quentin Tarantino doing a Star Star Trek film. And I would I, like I, to see it for for one reason, and I think it's because... a masochist. No, no, no. I don't believe it would be the movie that everybody thinks it would be. Really. Yeah, I don't think I don't it would think be it'd that. Be his first twelve A film. I, I, yeah, I genuinely don't think it would be. I think, I think it would be more fun for Quentin Tarantino to make a, a legitimate straight line movie, and I think he would, it would fuck everybody up for him to do that. I think he would infuriate Trek fans. I think he would. I think he'd make uh, a film. I don't know. I don't, think I, he would. I don't think he would. I think, I think he would be faithful. I think, I think I've read before that Quentin Tarantino's a, a Trekkie. Like, is he? I, I well, believe so, yeah. Again, why would you want to make a Star Trek film if you're not a fan? I mean, if somebody said to me, do you want to write and write and direct a Star Trek film? What else have you got? <laughs> I, would, you. I, would, I would. I'm just like, yeah, it's all right. You know, red jumpers and beaming up and all that. But yeah, it's all right. I've, I've, I've watched a little bit of Next Generation. I've seen about 30 seconds of Seven of Nine. That's about it. That's all I know about Star Trek. <laughs> That's all you need a seven. <laughs> That's all I need. <laughs> <laughs> um, speaking of Shazam, uh, Shazam Fury of the Gods. Great title. It is a great title. Great title. Shazam Fury of the Gods has cast Lucy Liu in an as yet unannounced uh, villainous role. Lucy Liu going up against Zachary Quinto. I don't mind that. I, I prefer that to like, you know, Big angry white man taking on. But where did Lucy Lou? Where did Lucy Lou go? What at high school or something? What do you mean? No, but like Lucy Lou's just disappeared. You know, she was in that stupid show with Johnny Lee Miller, whatever the name the name was. Elementary. Elementary. She yeah. She was in that show, and that show lasted like. For, I was looking up the other day because I was like, I wonder what fucking happened that show. That show lasted like six or seven seasons. It was like, a while. Why the fuck did that happen? She was in, uh, obviously, in Kill Bill. Um, she's been in a hundred different uh, uh, projects. Let me have a look here. Going back, how far do you want to go back? Kung Fu oh, Panda. What? What is her most recent movie? Um, Stage Mother. A conservative church choir director inherits her late son's San Francisco drag club. <laughs> that's, that's quite a good film. Okay. <laughs> that's quite a good film. Uh, elementary, I think she's been quite busy with, to be honest, through uh, 2010. Um, 
I, I would I would 100% just accept Lucy Liu in anything because I, I, I genuinely enjoy Lucy Liu. I think, you know, even in those really crappy fucking Charlie's Angels movies, I, I really enjoyed her. Um, you know, she is one of these people that uh, I always, always enjoy watching. Fair dues. Well, you're going to see her in uh, Shazam Fury of the Gods. Well, I can't um, fucking wait. I can't fucking wait. Along the same lines, Black Adam has also finally um, started filming. Black Adam, which has been in, uh, in, I think it's in production longer than Indiana Jones and the Kingdom of the Crystal Skull was. It's been going on for fucking years. I think it was about like 2010 The Rock was announced or suggested that he was going to be playing Black Adam. But um, it's actually started and this is obviously going to link in against uh, with Shazam and Superman and whatever. So, uh, yeah, The Rock playing an anti anti-hero. Yeah. <laughs> cool. Uh, and what else have we got? Another one. I think that's it. I think that's it for news this week. I think that's it. Yeah. Yeah. Well. Okay. What do you want me to do? Fucking do a dance. Well, if you. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's da, it. Da, 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 da. Well, thanks for coming. You're very welcome. It's always uh, nice to see you. Well, I know it's a little bit late, but you know, I did have to go to the fucking hospital. You said doctor early. It's just getting bigger and bigger now. What? Where do doctors fucking work? Hospitals. Fucking everywhere, according to you. You've got about 25 of them in your contacts list. Right. We're going to go and watch Knives Out for next week, aren't we, Cormac? Gosford Park. Gosford Park. <laughs> we'll see you all later. Thanks for joining us. Follow us on Twitter at Pod Movie Chef. Follow on us. Uh, you can follow Cormac on Instagram. Cormac, what's the Instagram? I had no idea. Nicely promoted. And uh, follow us on YouTube as well. Find us on YouTube, the Movie Chef podcast, where you can hear uh, these episodes just condensed down in a copyright <laughs> free form. <laughs> uh, say goodnight, my little friend. Peace and love. Peace and love. Cheers. <laughs>